Good morning, world. Once again, we are here. Fifth Ward Wildcat and my cohort across from me is home. I'm KG of the Houston Round Bar View, and thank you for listening to another installment of the KG and the Fifth Ward Wildcat podcast. And as we do, as is our custom, hit us with the scores, Wildcat. Uh, let's start with uh, Texas Southern. Texas Southern football lost 43-29 to Alabama State. When the soccer went to a nil-nil tie with uh, uh, up up the road rival Prairie View uh, women's volleyball lost 3-0 to Mississippi Valley and lost 3-0 to Jackson State in a SWAC Invitational at, at Jackson State this past weekend. HBU cross country. Men's finished first and women's finished fourth in the uh, Invitational. St. Thomas University women's volleyball team went 1-2 at the La Jolla La Jolla La Loyola Invitational uh, down in New Orleans. Women's uh, and then U of H football is now 6-0 after beating East Carolina 56-3. Women's soccer lost 1-0 to, to Colorado College on the road and a women's volleyball swept East Carolina 3-0. Rice football beats Memphis 28-6. Women's soccer lost 1-0 to Colorado College on the road and had a 2-2 tie with UTEP also on the road. Women's volleyball swept Marshall 3-0 and these are my scores for the past weekend. KG, what's going on in your world this day? Let's talk about the uh, cancellation of the first two weeks of the NBA regular yeah, season. Right in the way exactly. That's pretty much what's going on. What I was going to say to it, uh, Monday night, Commissioner Snyder made the announcement that the, well, first he was sorry to the uh, the fans yeah. and the workers, uh, the, the people whose livelihood depends on the NBA basketball. I, I felt so warm and thrilled that he was sorry. It gave me a warm glow all over. And you hear the sarcasm in my voice. I don't give a damn if the man is sorry. The man, the legacy is going on the toilet for a second uh, lockout under his tenure. Uh, two weeks are gone. I'm surprised that it got this far. I'm disappointed that it got this far. And uh, last podcast, you know, a lot of colleagues felt that things were looking up. They were positive signs that the owners and the players were going to reach an agreement and avoid canceling the season. And now after the commissioner made the announcement, he said there's a gulf, a chasm, that they're not even close on on systems or BRIs or basketball-related income or anything of the sort. So if there's... If the gap is so wide, what the hell are we being told over the last two months? So if somebody's lying or somebody was just giving us a line of BS, the rhetoric, rhetoric was, was thick. Um, and then Billy Hunter, the executive for the player associations, was quoted as saying that if people, if the owners believe that the players are going to crack and uh, because of missing some paychecks, that the owners are, are mistaken, sadly mistaken. And this is going for the long haul. What do you freaking do? What does the long haul do? What, what, what if the season is canceled, the players miss a year of paychecks, a year out of their, out of their careers for principal? Is that what the hell left for us fighting for principal? Give me a freaking break. A bunch of billionaires, a bunch of billionaires. Egos are on the line right now. It's why we don't have basketball, professional basketball playing at this time. 
and why this, this league will not start on time. And if it continues, we may or may not be looking forward to uh, professional basketball by December 1st. Is that possible, sir? Oh, that's very possible. Um, you know, the, the season may not start in December, uh, may start in January. The NBA will return at some point. If it, I still believe it's going to be this year. I'm not sure when that's when that's going to be exactly. But uh, until then, to show you how much uh, I'm indifferent toward the NBA season, Tuesday, the Wildcat and I were in uh, Urban, Texas for a conference at Basketball Media Day. It's been a good day, folks. It's been a good day. Watch the way we light up the light. And uh, we had we did a lot of interviews uh, in studio. We did one-on-ones with uh, some head coaches. You can check out uh, the videos are posted on YouTube at the Houston Rumball channel. And Wildcat will post videos on his blog, which is, sir? It is AKSV blogspot.com you can also find me at www.kingsizeview.com and me as well and I'm and both both our big heads are on the front page of kingsizeview.com uh, thanks to uh, King Arthur Prather of King Arthur Productions for uh, I guess gracing the home page of the website with uh, handsome faces for all the people to see and uh, click on to visit our websites um, let's touch on a few things about uh, media day you know well, obviously um, we were we were speaking for myself I was very glad that I was in the state we drove up there with uh, our chronicle colleague young Mr. Sam Khan uh, so it was great to be having been able to drive to uh, media day and, and be able to drive back and not worry about uh, anything else going wrong with flights or anything like that any flight delays or me in other cities so media day was great it was well run uh, we got a lot done we uh, saw folks we hadn't seen in a while made some folks happy who who were glad to see us uh, the video live stream was on the Comic Tuesday website yeah, you may have heard our deep voices asking some of the questions to the coaches uh, we talked to uh, James Dickey, head coach for U of H men's basketball. Ty Buchanan, women's head coach for U of H. Uh, Greg Williams, Bryce Howe, women's head coach. Ben Braun, Bryce Howe, men's head coach. Josh Pashner, Memphis Tigers, men's head coach. Tim Floyd, UTEP, men's head coach. Keith Adams, UTEP, women's head coach. Wildcats spoke to uh, UAB women's coach, Audra Smith. Smith. And also uh, Marshall's head coach, uh, Ross Weave. Yeah, that's right. And we got we got a lot done. So uh, Ross Chadwick, Ross Chadwick. Uh, the videos are posted, uh, and you know how anybody listening to the podcast knows we do things a little bit differently than some of our colleagues. You know, the videos are up there live. You know, there is true. You know, we didn't chop them up or anything like that. They're there for you to listen. Um, you know, you hear sound in the background. You hear other things. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. At the Houston Rumble Review, that's how Wildcat does it on his blog as well. But it's still professional. You know, don't never have to, you never have to worry about our professionalism being questioned. There's some of the things. What 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 were some of the things that uh, struck you at media day today? Well, uh, one of the things was uh, it was my first uh, visit. I presume yours also to the uh, Fox Southwest uh, Sports. Uh, 
studio. Or, or, yeah. studio in, and, or in, the, in the studio, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it was interesting how the uh, they were able to just like move from, from one venue to the next as far as getting interviews done. Uh, normally, it takes two days and all to get this stuff done, especially on the basketball side because it, it, it's so many coaches and all that's, that's involved. Uh, you got men's and women's. Uh, but today they, was, they were able to get it done all in one day. Uh, the one thing that did make it uh, uh, pretty much better, for, especially for me, uh, when we had our open cattle call as far as our one-on-ones, and the coaches were uh, pretty much amicable to whenever and, and whatever we, we needed to get done at that particular time, if, as long as it was within a uh, window of we're going from uh, their on-air uh, live streaming to the digital network and to their uh, flag uh, uh, that they uh, flag poster that they were doing in the front, so it, it just made for a, a, just a good day to just get things done. And everything, you know, everything went smoothly. You know, we didn't have any problems, any difficulties. Uh, let's touch on local teams specifically. Right side women's basketball. We're going to discuss first because the Owls were picked uh, preseason poll, defended second behind Memphis. Uh, Owls received three first place votes. Um, Coach Williams, you know, told us that uh, he, he and the coaches and the players accept the challenge of being wanted one of the hunted teams in the conference this year. One of the reasons that the Owls are expected to do big things this year is because of whom, sir? Jessica Custer. She's six-two freshman, excuse me, sophomore forward. She was uh, freshman of the year in the conference. She would say last season that she's improved her game this off season. Uh, she can rebound. She can shoot from outside. She can score in the post. She can block shots. She can do a little bit of everything. And um, we've talked about how uh, we're not sure how she realized how good she is. But uh, we encourage fans to come see her play to the field house. Uh, Custer is the real deal. She was named to uh, say's first team, the only non-senior on on the uh, squad. Every other of seven, there was eight spots named to the CompUSA team. Seven were seniors. Custer was the only non-senior named to the squad. That's how much he's respected by the coaches in the league. The other thing that was done today also, uh, we were noting that once we were on our way back, that uh, the two pretty much uh, prevalent uh, players that were make contributions in the Conference USA both from Rice and they're both double-doubles uh, from last season. They're the only two that are returning. Uh, Arsenal and Klesemi on the uh, men's side mm-hmm. and Jessica Custer on the uh, women's side. So that, so that tells me that uh, basketball, big-time basketball is on campus at Rice University and it, it hopefully will generate some support from uh, the students, from the alums, and from the city. Uh, you know, and Coach Williams mentioned that that, that their anticipation is high on campus. You know, and, and you talked about that some of the former players, uh, when they return from overseas during uh, their break, want to come see Custer play. So word has spread about how talented she is, and I am heaping high expectations upon her because I believe she can deliver them and get the job done this season. But she won't do it alone. She's got uh, DeFron Smart, who's uh, the Owl senior point guard. She is, I think, 38 assists away from being the all-time career assist leader for the Owls program. Uh, Shorty is, uh, she's she's grown uh, tremendously in basketball skills and IQ from her freshman season when she was thrust into starting position. And she's now a senior. She's the leader, unquestioned leader on, on the ball club. But the Owls 
women's team is solid. They have high expectations. Meow's men's team, because of Aslan Kazemi, Samir Jackson, the point guard, they're both juniors. Uh, they have uh, veteran leaders on the on the guy's side, have veteran leaders on the women's side. So this year, Mr. Al, Mr. Pizzo yes. Wildcat, uh, you have expectations for both teams to do what, sir? To make it to the tournament. Uh, well, both teams to go to postseason play and for the women to make it to the tournament. And what tournament is that, sir? That would be the NC2A, sir. Yeah, uh, so you know, that, that they are not unfamiliar with as far as the women are concerned. Uh, the fellows, uh, they've got strides and all to make. Uh, it'll be interesting. Coach Ron talks about it in his uh, interview today, uh, where they are and, and what's expected of this team. And the two leaders, uh, Tamir Jackson and uh, Arsalan Kosemi, uh, they've added some, some guys to them. But chemistry is something that's worked out on the floor and in the middle in a, in a uh, game and he's looking forward to getting the postseason play because they have improved uh, from year to year just like the women and the, as they say the women have turned the corner and they've been out you and I they've been our main state over the last 10 years because they found a way to to get things done when they needed to get it done. The fellas, you know, they've taken a, uh, a tumble here and transition, just in coaching transition, and now they are ready to make a next uh, make the next move. And, you know, another thing Coach discussed, Coach Brown discussed, was his hope and desire that the uh, team, his team is more consistent, plays well consistently this season, which has been a problem the last two years, especially. They play well, be the top team in conferences, and then next Team just come out and stink, you know. Just can't rebound, can't defend, and just fall apart. Uh, lose games they shouldn't lose. So hopefully they can be more consistent this year. You have them going to the postseason tournament. Uh, is that NIT, sir? Yes. Is that one of the uh, what is it? The CIT, CBI? I, you know what? I don't. Uh, that can well. Let's, let's just be honest. That's a pay for, uh, a, a pay a pay your way invite. And I'm me personally. I'm looking for them to get to the NIT. Okay. That sounds good. She got the price of men going to the NFT and uh, price of women going to the NCAA. Correct? Yes. Now across the uh, way to my beloved university, uh, University of Houston, things are in transition um, on uh, both squads. Um, men, the women's team has eight new faces, and men's team has eight new faces, but to be honest, the talent level on the men's team is higher than the talent level of the women's team. And... Um, I can say that because I've seen women practice so far. And I think they have room for, they have a large room for improvement. And uh, we'll see how things go for Coach Buchanan and his, his coaching staff this year. And Porsche Landry, the senior of the squad, has a work cut off for her. But on the fellas' side, you know, Darren Thibodeau is the only senior on the team. And Coach James Dickey expects him, expects Tip to lead by example. He, you know, Thibodeau was a three-point spot-up shooter last year, but Coach Dickey has uh, said Tib has expanded his game, being put on the floor and get to the basket, get to the foul line. That's going to be needed. Uh, Coach Dickey said Kirk Banks-like has improved his low-post game, which they really need. Uh, they were Banks-like was much uh, reliant on the three-point shot last season, and it's his you know, freshman year as well. But he's stronger, he's healthier, so they should be. Uh, Better in the post, Alanis Harris, sophomore coming back. Tremendous skills, you know, he can put on the floor, he's strong, get to the basket, shoot from the three point line as well. That's talent on the Cougars men's squad. Uh, the schedule, it has names on it. 
name opponents, but even those name opponents are going through transitions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, the men's schedule is not very difficult, let's be honest. So they should improve upon the win total last year, and it should be around 500. I expect them to be around 500. I'm not expecting them to get to the postseason. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's out of the, it's not impossible. A lot of things have to break right just because of any youth and experience on the squad. Um, you know, some of the guys coach talked about in an interview, Jonathan Simmons uh, from Midland, 6'6", 195 guard. And you ask him uh, about Josh Stiggers, yeah. you know, and uh, he's a shooter. Coach, he said he's, he's a shooter. There's versatility all over up and down the squad. There's not a true dominant big man, right. but that's why they're going to have to rely on uh, Vance like Landis Harris, guy like that, to get some low post production, and wing play is going to have to be key. Long guard play is probably the, the biggest area of concern, along with the inexperience. So, but you know, Coach Dickey is big on defense. They don't play defense; they only on the floor. Well, yeah. You know, that was that was clear. That was he spoke about several times. Several times. Um, so good things are expected on at Alpine for the fellas. Not so great things for the women. I'm just being honest, like it is. Uh, I'm hoping they can. I'm hoping they can get the 500 in the conference. I'm not expecting that, but I hope, I hope they can get there. You know, the other thing that uh, Coach Dickey uh, talked about was getting a leader out of this group, not just in basketball uniform, but off the uh, off the court as well. You know, it's, it, he's looking for someone to uh, take this team and make it their own and be responsible for this this particular team, this group of guys. And he, he expects that to be Darren Thibodeau because Tib is, is the senior. He's expecting him to do that. Now, whether he does a great job, he does of it, feed the squad. You know, in order to be a great leader, you also have to have, also have, to have people willing to be followers. Right. So we'll see how it all works out. Uh, talk to other conference coaches, especially the men's head coaches. All of them talked about conference says underrated on the national scene. You know, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, they said it repeatedly, and every time we interviewed them, it was just, well, conference underrated. Like a, a, a replay on the record, a, a, a loop or something. So it, it, it's clear. I don't know if it was a, a, a memo that the league sent out to the head coaches, but. It was hammered home to us that Comptu USA is underrated. You know, the coaches were not thrilled. I mean, Tim Floyd, uh, Coach Floyd told us that Comptu USA was one of only three conferences that have eight teams in the uh, RBI Top 100. Other two conferences were, I think, the Big Ten and the Big East. But out of the uh, Comptu USA's eight, only UAB and what Memphis went, went to the tournament. Went to the tournament, and, and UAB had to was had to wait criticized yeah. for getting into the tournament for their birth. And they won the regular season and struggled in the uh, conference tournament. And a lot of folks said they didn't they didn't believe they belonged in the uh, NCAA tournament. And you know, Josh Pastor said he thought that he believes the conference USA is, is strong enough that winning the conference regular season. Is good enough to get you in the NCAA tournament. So he was surprised to find out that when UAB was on the bubble for so long, waiting to get into the tournament. Right. So, you know, the perception has to change, but in order to change it, they have to win non conference games, big time non conference matchups they need to win. If you, if you schedule a Tennessee when they were rolling, which they did, when you schedule uh, a, a West Virginia, a Virginia Tech, or you schedule a uh, Pitt, Pittsburgh, 
you have to, even if it's it's not a home and home situation, you still have to go and win that game. You got to go on the road. You got to go on the road. Well, as it does it in football, and nobody has better than I since they've gone out and just smack folks upside the head now, you know, at their place. So in basketball, you have to be able to, one, compete. Two, once you get into a situation, especially a late game, you have to be able to finish games. Uh, Coach, another thing, Coach Dickey and Coach Brown talked about that today, uh, finishing games. You know, something that they, they, they are both hoping that uh, comes out of these teams, uh, their, their, their particular teams and all this year. Uh, there was a, a lot of information given that, uh, that was mentioned today. Uh, one of those uh, was, uh, and we'll expound on it later, uh, you know, the basketball coach not being uh, involved in, in what's going on around everybody. Um, okay. Comes realignment. realignment. As as far as he, especially in a situation like TCU, you know, he started out one way uh, toward the east, and now they're landing back at home and out here in the Big Twelve and staying inside the state. It it'll be interesting, you know, just like uh, a couple of basketball coaches that weren't afraid to make mention of it. Uh, at some point, they've got to realize we must have a voice in some, in some part of this because football is on traveling. As I've said, football is on traveling once a week. All the other sports are traveling twice. And you're responsible for all of those teams getting to where they need to get to on a regular basis. And if they're going back and forth across two timelines, not one, but two, it will be interesting to see how that transpires down the road with these uh, what RPI. Uh, yep. No, I mean not RPI. Um, APR. Uh, yeah, APR uh, situations because that has already put a couple of quite a few programs uh, on with red flags on them just because of that. You know, teams not the uh, schools are not graduating players and players are not uh, attempting to finish once they get started. And even in APRs, it is important that in a progress rate because if a young man or young woman or play a transfer to another school, they have to graduate. Yeah. They have to be on pace to graduate from that new school because if not, that that impacts the uh, negative impact the school almost they left. So you know it's important to uh, for the school. I mean you know and until or unless the NCA goes back to the four year scholarships, as long as schools have the one year scholarships renewal, basically what it is, mm-hmm. and the uh, player scholarship is not renewed for the next year. And you're going to have problems with APR. We'll see how schools handle it. So, um, one last thing about you know, coaches, coaches say coaches saying that they want, they feel that they're underrated. It's time to walk the walk. You know, yeah. you got tough opponents, you need to beat them. Yeah. Road home, neutral site, win the games. You know, don't don't leave it up to the committee. Don't leave any doubt. You know, just win the games. Don't leave any doubt. Get, get into the tournament. You touched on TCU, the Horn Frogs, making it though now in the Big 12. Uh, the Vagabond Horn Frogs have returned to uh, some conference rivals with the Longhorns and Texas Tech and Baylor. They're in the Big 12. Wasn't really surprised once the Big East started. Once Pittsburgh and Syracuse left Big East for the ACC, wasn't really surprised that TCU decided really not to join the Big East and we're looking for another place to play. But the uh, school that is holding a lot of cards 
is Missouri now. Yeah. Because if Missouri decides to go to the SEC and leave the Big 12, then the Big 12 is down to what nine schools, which will impact if they what what they're going to do if they're going to go to 10, if they're going to go to 12, and what the SEC will be at 14. What will others conference do to accommodate that change? Well, will the Big East take Memphis from the Conference USA? And if that happens, what will Conference USA do? How Conference USA respond? There's some talk about the Big East uh, adding six teams to go for the football, remaining six football schools and going to 12 football schools. And some of those are uh, the military academies, the Army, Navy, and Air Force joining up in the, in the Big East. Uh, there's some talk uh, on Monday. There was some mention of possibly Houston, along with SMU, being considered for the Big East. So a lot depends on on what Missouri does. Well, we're not sure if it's going to happen this week or next week, what the time frame is going to be, if everything is fluid. Uh, and just a little teaser for the listeners out there, based on how things may happen, we may have to do another podcast later on this week yes. to uh, handle the situations of realignment. Yeah, Conference USA. Um, wasn't able to get a chance to talk to uh, Commissioner Brikansky. Uh, uh, Britain, what's his name? Britain Manowski? Something yeah. like that? Wasn't able to talk to him, but um, our cohort, uh, uh, Sam Khan, definitely check him out uh, at, at the Chronicle website at the Chronicle with the Chronicle website. yeah Sam interviewed uh, Commissioner uh, Banowski I hope I understand that right uh, and because uh, I hate getting names wrong right yeah. uh, I know his first name is, first name is Britain I know that uh, but uh, Sam interviewed him I'm not sure when the article is going to be uh, he's going to include the article on the uh, Chronicle website in the, in the paper but um so that you know, there's going to be something. It is Banowski. Looks like it is Banowski. B A N O W S K Y. Britain Banowski. So you know it, what happens with Comptu USA? Will they go ahead with a merger discussion with the Mountain West? Heck, there's a talk about Boise State going to the Big East. If Boise State leaves Mountain West, what the hell's the point of merger with Comptu USA? You know, so everything is fluid now. And you know, being a U of H graduate, was uh, finally um, public mentioned to appease some of my paranoid alums uh, mentioned, probably mentioned about UH in a conference this happens to be the Big East that was mentioned with UH this time trust me I, Wildcat and I have heard other conferences mentioned for UH we won't publicize them because it's, you know, it's, a, it's, an, it's not necessarily a need to know but everything is so fluid what's the point of saying one thing and then the next day it changes so Big, Big East U of H is mentioned right now. We'll see how things go. Um, what else you want to talk about, Wildcat, as we uh, continue to uh, do in a trade into uncharted territory? Um, pay attention to. Oh, I'm sorry. Pay attention to uh, uh, the, not just the up, upcoming uh, season. Pay attention to to what's going on around you on a regular basis. Uh, one of those things is Texas Southern football. Uh, it's been an up and down roller coaster ride. Uh, they haven't finished games the last two games. They can't punt. And special teams are trash. I don't know what this, I, 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 my intention is to go by and talk to Coach Ramsey about that uh, because it's, it, that hadn't been a, a, an issue. You know, last it wasn't. I feel like this. It wasn't an issue last season. This year, that has been an issue. Uh, some something has gone haywire with that because that needs to get corrected. Because not only have they lost lost games, they've lost conference games because of that. Not being able to uh, uh, make punts. Uh, teams are, are running on them now, and when they're going setting up for for uh, fourth down plays, they are. 
running uh, what options? The punting situation in uh, the game, in Saturday's game against Alabama State, not so bad with the bot snaps, drop poor kicks, drop uh, snaps. Uh, resulted in a touchdown. It, it got so bad that they had to do quick kicks two or three times, and it, even the quick kicks were, were horrible. Uh, they're going to be on uh, ESPNU on Thursday, October 13th, against Alabama, Alabama A&M. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they won't be embarrassed on that television once again like they were earlier in the year versus Jackson State, where the, na- the nation could see the horrible kicking game come to light. I think Jackson State scored 30-some points in the second quarter. I mean, this, and part of the reason was because of the awful special teams. Special teams are on the junior high level. That's how bad it is. It is it's inept. Uh, the Rice Owls play football Saturday at Drexler. Yeah. They are on the road. And they're playing Marshall. Yeah. Is that a winnable game? Yeah. Yes. It's a wonderful game. Whether whether that gets done or not is not. And the reason I say that is because they're on the road. They had one road game this year, and uh, they are in dire need of resolving that part of it. The two times, the two games they've had at home, they've won both of them. And the Owls are two or three in football, right? Right. So they got to get four more, at least four more, to, to become bowl eligible. Will they get it done? Right. Will, uh, they, will they get it done? No. No. They won't get it done. They won't get it done. And if that happens, uh, I think it'll be a change. So you okay? I think it'll be a change. Uh, Prairie View, Prairie View playing this week. I think they are playing this week. I know the Cougars are off. Cougars are enjoying their time off before they get back at it. I want to give a congratulations to Adrian Hamilton for Prairie View, senior defensive end. He was named uh, Player of the Week, Defensive Player of the Week, and and his this young man had a great week. I'm going to read, he had, I believe he had seven tackles. Uh, listen to this, seven tackles, forced a pair of fumbles, four of the tackles were for loss, including two sacks. So he helped PV beat Southern 23-20. to 20. So I think Prairie View surprised a lot of people with how well they played. They're playing, uh, actually, they're playing Alabama State um, on Saturday in Montgomery, Alabama at 1, one o'clock. The game's going to be shown on ESPNU's head delay broadcast, 9.30 Houston time. So watch that. Uh, Alabama State is a top team in SWAC. So it's going to be a tough test and road test for uh, Coach Northern and the fellas. Wish them good luck. Well, okay, is there anything else you want to touch on as we wind it down here on this uh, podcast edition of the KG and Fifth Wildcat podcast? You know, uh, we we sound kind of kind of off a little bit. That's because we've we've been on the road now all day, driving up and driving back. Uh, but uh, there's no excuse. Uh, one thing that uh, I want to keep mentioning that uh, uh, stay in touch with your local programs. Come out and see them play. Uh, the TSU game was not well attended on this past Saturday. Uh, how that was a new base game. Well, they announced it as a sellout, you know, and I and I, spaces. And I uh, apparently I, I perturbed some fellow alums when uh, when I tweeted that there were empty seats. Uh, I said I said the threat of rain apparently impacted some folks and kept them home instead of being in Robertson because. There are empty seats all over the place. You know, unless the folks who were, were outside the Rock Stadium still eating and drinking while the game was going on, they're not in. It was, they're not all busting all the seats. You know, I, I, I see that all for my eyes. It was not a sellout. It was busting the seats. Now, I may, may have announced it as such, but it is. You know, whatever. We'll see how things go. And folks, Cougars six and zero. Oh, Bowl eligible. 
Uh, and one of the things that's my, might as well toss it out there right now. We talked about it on, on, on the drive back. Uh, Arizona fired my head coach, Mike Stoops. Mike Stoops. And one of the names mentioned for the job is who? Kevin Sumner. So, and, uh, six games in. Six, already six games in. So, if Cougars don't, are in a major conference, if Cougars don't put Sean in the ground for a new stadium, for Washington Coast, we all know what's happening. You know, we all Let's be honest with the Washington Coast, someone stay. If they don't get it, get those things done. That's right. That's right. Oh, and by the way, in order for you to, one of those, uh, things, uh, those items that are, that's discussed in moving to, from, or moving to a new conference, there's two things. Am I right, sir? Facilities and fans in the seats. Yes. And we mean that, butts in the seats. Yes, we do. And they, and the facilities need to be upgraded. I mean, everybody knows that, that, that uh, money's been raised for the stadium. You know, progress has been made, fundraising, all that kind of stuff. But until, Struggles in the dirt. I want to see it. I, I won't believe it until it happens. You know, I'm already a pessimist by nature, and then as a Cougar alum, that's, that's also more pessimism. So I'm double pessimistic. So you know, you see how, how I see things. Um, well, guys, want to thank everybody for listening. Tell your friends for listening. Stuff out there. Uh, podcast by the KZF Rivera Wildcat. We appreciate all your support. Uh, we, like I said, we may have to do another one of, this, one of these podcasts later in the week based on how things may go. That is a teaser, folks. Trust me when we say, when I say that is a teaser, teaser. we may have another podcast coming up uh, later in this week. So, Wildcat, how can folks find you? You can find me at www.kingsizeview.com www.aksvthcsr.blogspot.com You're also on Twitter, right, sir? Twitter, hashtag AKSVDCSR. And I'm KG of the Houston Round Ball Review. Website is www.houstonroundballreview.com. On Facebook as well, uh, Houston Round Ball Review fan page. Facebook fan page. Check out uh, the fan page. Please check it out. Uh, become a fan. A uh, fan of the fan page. You'll see the videos right there. I'll probably start doing some uh, poll questions for people to answer once basketball season gets underway. Oh, and a reminder, you know, we'll be continuing our trek at another conference media day in a few days. We'll be in Kansas City. Uh, for Big 12 Media Day. Wow. Seeing the Aggies last time in the Big 12. And we'll do that podcast on the road. Possibly. We'll see how things go. That, that's going to be, that, that'll be interesting how we pull that one off. Um, we'll be on the road again in a few days for that. But even then, once again, teaser folks, there may be another podcast this week to discuss certain things. That's all we're going to say about that. Uh, Houston Round Ball Review is on YouTube at the Houston Round Ball channel. Check it out for the videos there as well. I'm also on Twitter at T-H-E-H-R Review. Thanks you as, thank you as always for listening to KG and Fifth Wildcat Podcast. And in conclusion, be true, be cool, and do more.